0: Hey there, and thanks for joining us for The Weekly Grind, a podcast where we work out the topics that shape and influence the culture, community, and church of today from a biblical perspective. I'm Ben, here with my pastor and good friend Chip. He's the lead pastor, and I'm the worship pastor at the Napoleon Church of the Nazarene. This is The Weekly Grind. So we did a fun exercise this last uh, Tuesday morning. In our staff meeting every Tuesday morning at 10:30 a.m., we meet up as a staff, all nine of us or whatever, and um, and you usually have something for us as far as a devotional thought. And uh, this week, towards the end of our um, time, we did a little exercise and we talked a little bit about the will of God and discerning His will for our lives. And share what came, what what was that about?
1: You know, probably the thing that comes into my office the most, the question I'm asked probably the most is people, how do I know what God's will is for my life? Or is this God's will for my life? They're either a job change, uh, house change, move, uh, you know, big decisions. And I always get asked that. And so I was just interested with the staff in us having that conversation because we all get asked that question, mm-hmm. and it's good for us to think through that. Um, and so I thought it was I thought it was really enlightening um, to talk through that. And again, yeah. I walked away from that conversation growing a little bit myself, just in conversation with you guys about how do I think through that? What is God's will for my life? Yeah. Um, how do I respond to someone who's asking that? Because guess what. All of us have this question.
0: We've all asked it,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And probably in the last year, there's been any number of circumstances or options for us that we've that we've wondered. We're constantly or asked.
0: checking back in, right? Yeah. Uh, is this still the will of God? Yes, yeah. or is there something else?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I thought it's just so relevant, and so we want to talk about it on the podcast, also. Yeah. Because guess what? Everybody asks this question. Yeah. And also, we're working through a Bible study, uh, men's group Bible study, where we're in mm-hmm. Ephesians. Mm-hmm. And, and Ephesians uh, 5 has that awesome uh, passage that kind of culminates in, don't be foolish, but be wise, understanding what the will of the Lord is. Mm-hmm. And so you and I have been having this conversation a little bit with yeah. another group of guys and so we just thought it'd be a great topic to kind of work through, yeah, and think about.
0: Yeah, and and so what came out of that was this ninety ten rule, that um, kind of surfaced. And so tell us a little bit about what what that ninety ten rule was that you had found.
1: Yeah, and I think in our conversation, something that really came to me is, as soon as we ask that question internally, mm-hmm. or someone asks us that question, yeah we probably should automatically be reframing that question. Right,
0: and that was something that didn't sit well with me, is I'm just not a... That that question, I that was one of my thoughts, is I don't feel like we're asking the right question here. Right. Um, because God's Word really gives us 90% of, right. of His will for our lives. And I, I thought this was really cool. It talks about um, this resource, and we'll link it in the show notes. is being faithful, and 10% is maybe our unique will that He has for our life. So each of us have this 90% that is already predetermined for us. It's living in the light. It's being Christ to others. It's loving God, loving others, making disciples. It's um, all those other things being consistent with the character of God and wanting that character to develop within us.
1: 90% of what God wants for my life... Is 90% of what God wants for your life. Yeah. And so we have we have gotten so focused on the unique 10. Yeah. That it's easy to become distracted or lose energy or focus mm-hmm. on what God's will is for the primary parts of our life, for the overwhelming portion of our life. Mm-hmm. He's already told us. Yeah. And I need to live there. Yeah. Like I get stressed out about the 10% more than I do the 90% sometimes, and I see Mm -hmm. this with a lot of people. And we really need to understand that if we live understanding that He's already revealed His will to us in large measure, that actually if we will allow our focus and energy and passion and time and commitment to be to the 90%, Mm -hmm. I think the 10% becomes clearer and clearer and clearer to us. Yeah. And I actually have people who come in who are wrestling with the 10%. Do I take this job? Do I make this move? Yeah. And I know, and they would admit, that the 90% that God showed them, they're not really focused on that. That maybe
0: the 10% will become more evident if they move from being 40% to... perfect maybe even further along that Perfect. spectrum. I love the uh, the visual. I'm a visual person and it was it was this idea of a Venn diagram where you have these two circles, right? You've got every everybody's everybody's life as a circle, but 90% of that overlaps with each other. Yep. So like you said, 90% of of God's will for you is 90% of his will for me. That's right. And it's that it's that small little sliver, that 10% where you know, the way that He's led me and and my calling and doing what I'm doing is, is a little bit different than yours, but we're all That's sitting true. inside that just being faithful, being obedient. Um, 90% of scripture. what He wants
1: is the fruits of the Spirit in our life. Yeah, And it's absolutely. not different for you, and it's not like, hey, I want Ben to have three of the fruits and then Chip to have three other yeah. fruits. Yeah, No, He's trying to work all of those fruits into both of our lives. I was thinking through that Ephesians 5, understanding what the will of the Lord is. The context for that is living as children of light. Mm -hmm. Again, back to the 90%. If I will live as children of light, and he talks about um, righteousness, truth, godliness, right? Mm -hmm. Living out. Yep. um, That as I do that, I will not be foolish but I will be wise and be able to understand what the will of the Lord is. That fits in perfect harmony with Romans chapter 12,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right? Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Romans chapter 12, 1, it talked about being all in, Mm -hmm. being completely committed to the way and will of God. And this is what creates the catalyst for not being conformed to to the patterns of this world, but be transformed as our minds take in the word mm-hmm. our minds are transformed and then we will be able to prove what the good pleasing will of god perfect will of god yeah that's 90% yeah. and if we will live in the 90 in my own life the 10 becomes more and more clear mm-hmm. now we might be talking to someone though that is truly living in the 90 Right, they're yeah. they're growing in grace and they're walking with the Lord, walking in the light. To you know, none of us are perfect, but they're they're walking with the Lord, and they are dealing with a a, a decision
0: that they're not quite sure. Yeah, but that decision isn't between good and bad, right? That decision looks different then because those are in that ninety percent will of God. So how do you kind of determine or discern mm-hmm. sometimes? Yeah
1: those decisions that you could probably make either one of those decisions yeah. and be fine yeah what is the best thing? Uh, how is God maybe directing your life? Uh, I get we get that and again, I think this is a part of the discussion how to discern certain decisions
0: mm-hmm.
1: but primarily for all of us, let's live in the 90 and allow my focus and energy, and uh, I don't want to say anxiety, because that's 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 actually not even what we're supposed to do. But our our concern be about just Lord help me to live walking in the Word. Yeah. Um, but for someone who is so having to make a
0: decision. So yeah, you walked us through <clears throat> you walked us through five questions mm-hmm. that uh, that you had found, and again, we'll link all these resources and articles to to our show notes. The first one is. Um, Does what I'm doing or plan to do conflict with Scripture?
1: Well, that's what we're talking about. So that's what we're
0: talking about here.
1: God is not ever going to lead you to do something that violates His Word. Right. I don't care how Mm -hmm. strong you feel about it. Or I've even had people who have told me, like...
0: (laughs) They feel.
1: I I just feel so right about this. I feel so at peace. For instance, I'll just use one that I've definitely ran into, like two people that that are not married that are living together. Well, that violates God's Word, right? And His will. And everything. Obviously then. But they've looked at me and said, but this is so right, I feel so right about it. And I want to say, I, God's Word clearly states this, and I don't care how you feel, God is never going to affirm something, give you peace about something, that his word has already clearly stated is not in his will.
0: That fruit of the spirit, peace, is not that feeling that you're feeling. That's right. That because, is right. Because those fruits of the spirit always affirm and confirm uh, his revealed word. That's right. That's right. So. Number two, does what I'm doing conflict with the counsel of others? And this is where it becomes so apparent how important it is to surround yourself with godly people, to allow their influence to be more important than an unbeliever's influence. And so, again, I think that's pretty self-explanatory, but... In the multitude
1: of counselors, there's wisdom. Yeah. Is what the scriptures say, correct? Yeah. And... In my own life, I'm sure in your life, trusted, godly, friends, family mm-hmm. are can be an essential part of discerning, yeah. what is the best decision for me to make? Mm-hmm. Uh, there is so much wisdom in that. That's why we believe in community um, and in godly friendship,
0: because it can be a guide for us. And maybe I can't see something. Well, we all have bl- blind spots. That's, right. that's what I was going to say. Right. And these these blind spots may inhibit us from seeing something that's so apparent to everyone else that if we just simply ask and are inquisitive on these things and, say, hey, what am I missing here? What What is it that I need to be aware of? That's right. um, and maybe it could be the impact this would have on another family member that I don't even see or realize right. because, because I'm just kind of focused on my two s- scenarios um you know i had this um i had an opportunity a pastor had reached out from florida to me a couple of years ago and um and it was it was a really cool opportunity i would have been doing a little bit of different things than what i'm doing here um first off it, it didn't really feel right in the spirit but also like it it did make me excited because we all like sure a lot of us like trying new things and and like doing sure. new stuff um and I and I really I really forced Kristen to like we need to be we need to pray over this I it, I didn't feel like this was something we needed to do but we needed to go through that process, and and as we as we talked it out I, it became apparent and talked to a couple people like just what that would do, you know, for her and is this the best thing for her and our family moving forward? Sure. God's gonna use me. Um, wherever, wherever I'm at, I believe sure. that he's right. going, the, he's going to use us. It's, it's all of the, you know, the grass is greenest where you water it and bloom mm-hmm. where you're planted, those kind of things. He's mm-hmm. going to use you where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it could be these peripheral things. So these were two good options, but one maybe was better for where we were at the season we were at in our lives. Yeah. And, I totally and agree. counsel, council helps that.
1: Absolutely. The only thing and again I don't want to I just want to be holistic in our approach here. There have been instances and they're exceptions rather than the rule. And I would say they're even rare. Mm-hmm. Where sometimes God has or is calling you to something. Maybe it's a ministry or maybe it's something and there have been times when even good and godly people have not had have not seen what God wants to do. And God is asking yeah. you to make a bold leap of faith. Yeah. I'm sure that Noah's family did not understand him building the ark.
0: Well, that's true, yeah.
1: You know what I mean? And yeah. so I don't want to just say, well, always, mm-hmm. s- always uh, um, rely on godly counselors. I'm saying most of the time, yes, but there might be some instances where you know God is calling you to take a leap of faith, and those around you haven't seen or felt that yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think there are those cases. I don't think
0: they're the norm. Yeah, I'm relying on my counselors. Because overwhelmingly, generally, and I feel like even in this culture more so, is one of the thoughts that I had was, I don't I just spent 7 years of my life here. I've just earned the trust and opportunity to speak into people's lives. Sure. I don't I don't feel like I should start that over again. Start over, Cuz right. that's 5 years now that I need to work to earn the trust to earn. So, yeah, there was definitely opportunity. Peak years. Yeah. Got a ton of energy and yeah. starting
1: to move into the prime of your ministry. Mm-hmm. I But no totally doubt, hearing.
0: no doubt and this is this kind of relates back to an earlier podcast is God moving us to a life of complexity and pushing us. But maybe we need to be pushed where we're at, too. Maybe it's because you become complacent and you need to step it up in what you're doing right now.
1: Probably that is more true than even going somewhere new.
0: I mean, I'm being... Pushing back against comfort. Even this podcast is something that's, again, going back to number one or two that we did, is pushing me outside of my comfort zone. That's right. I didn't have to moving, you know, a thousand miles away to, to realize that I just need to do a better job at, at stewarding the, the opportunities that I have in front of me.
1: And probably been the bigger challenge is to do new things here and to push yourself here against comfort, against familiarity. It's so easy to a thousand miles. You're just having to do it. You're totally resetting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot harder to work against the grain of the norms, I, even, I know that in the ministries and even in the workplace that if you're trying to shift culture in the place that you've been, in the culture that you've already been a part of for so long, Absolutely. it's extremely difficult to do that. Yep. And, uh, and maybe that's maybe that's where that, that discomfort is, is at. And here it is. It says, uh, does what I am doing conflict with the Spirit within me? He sent His Holy Spirit to be a helper, to bring peace, comfort, you know, Gentleness, understanding, all of these things, self-control, but also to to guide us and to lead us and to be an advocate for us. And so um, are, we, are, we, are we yielding to that? Are we aware of, of that?
1: This is the really cool part of the relationship with God, but it can be also one that's hard to understand. God promises, though, that His Spirit witnesses with our spirit, mm-hmm. that we're His children— But then, when He talks about the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, He comes alongside us as a helper, as a comfort, the the word paraclete, right? In our relationship with Jesus, His Holy Spirit makes Himself known to us. All of us have probably experienced the overwhelming peace that He gives, or joy, or just that presence that is in our life. Mm -hmm. And I think in discerning His will that although at times you're trying to work through, am I just feeling this because I want to feel this or this is... um, That the faithful Holy Spirit will continue to come back to us bringing peace over the decision He wants us to make. Providentially, He will open and close doors. I ask for Him to do that in my own life Mm -hmm. because I am like, I don't know if you're telling me and I can feel one way one day and another way the next. Yeah. So I'm asking him to open and close doors, but as he opens doors, I have found that his Holy Spirit then brings affirmation. Like I'm just settled. Yeah. There's a peace that there's a peace so that's,
0: that's what I was going to say. And back to my own personal <clears throat> instance, there was after we went through that. I mean, there's still some anxiety, just some anxiousness with that and working through that. But the next couple of days, um, there was I f- I felt affirmed. By a spirit that no, this was the right decision, but I needed you to do, to do that exercise sure. just to remind Grow it, yourself. Yeah, and yeah, challenge yourself. That's yeah. good. Does what I am doing conflict with my life experience? And um, so often, he uses our experiences to teach us and, and to mold us. And a lot of times, as as we experience things, he's not going to slam on the brakes and take us. Ninety degrees again. There's exceptions and different things and um, times in our life and even in scripture where that happens, but overwhelmingly, it's 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 being obedient in the little things and it's every day, um, just just doing the right thing and taking that next step and and just growing and learning his faithfulness, his provision, mm-hmm. his
1: direction. Yeah, that continues to help us as we discern
0: his will from what we've already experienced with him. Yeah. I know I think a cool cool exercise to do and I feel like I go through seasons where I do a good job of this and my wife does much better work of of writing down where God's come through and where he's answered your prayers and where he's um maybe something was a little uncertain and and so then what you can do is when you're faced with a more difficult decision just go back and read through God's faithfulness and how He's how He's worked in your life and how He's orchestrated things, yeah. and it gives you a tremendous amount of confidence to trust Him moving forward.
1: Why, in the Old Testament, so often does God say, "Remember,"
0: mm-hmm. because we don't. Well, we need and to because,
1: be. Yeah, I've been faithful. Yeah, and part of your present and your future is remembering my faithfulness in the past. Mm-hmm. That gives you confidence and boldness and faith for the present and the future remember
0: right yeah it's good yeah and finally uh, does what I am doing conflict with my passion for life and again being a millennial I'm always wanting to do something meaningful that makes a difference cause driven cause driven mm-hmm. um, I'm very passion driven and and so is he is he asking me to do something that uh, that conflicts with that um, so he tends to work with the things that, that fuel us. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's the basis for that is he doesn't want us to do something that we
1: are not passionate about. Yeah. It's not why I'm in- he's wired other people <laughs> to do that. That's why I'm not I mean, in really. kids' ministry.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And
1: I love the idea of kids' ministry. We support it. We but we affirm its importance we, and how yeah. God is not going to call me to be a children's perfect, pastor.
0: Perfect illustration. Perfect example. <laughs> because I
1: promise you, about two weeks in or three weeks in, if I took that position, I would be empty. And I would be discouraged and frustrated because our children's
0: directors, if they are if they're asked role? to to do counseling and to do all of those things that would that would just totally freak them out. them out it would zap them and it would just totally, yeah yep and so there's there's so much truth to that is he's wired me a certain way i'm confident in the way that he's done that and um using the using our passion to fuel what his will is when we do new membership classes one of the
1: resources that i point people to one of my favorite things about understanding what god wants to do with my life mm-hmm. And kind of fitting into what his will as is, is uh, Rick Warren has this shape acronym. It's what spiritual gifts? Where is my heart? Where's my passion? Mm-hmm. God instills passion into us. Um, he gives us passions. The A is ability. Obviously, if he gives us ability, he's going to want to use those abilities. He gave them to us for a reason. Uh, P is personality and E is life experiences. And so often those things are the way God leads us into what He wants us to do and what his will for our mm-hmm. life
0: is so yeah so hopefully this has been helpful and hopefully you weren't trying to uh find out what that ten percent was by by watching or listening today but seriously if if we are if we are obedient to the ninety percent that's right, and just being faithful to him um you know he he will he will come through and uh and remember that. Remember that for the next time that right. you're faced with the same thing. So, hopefully, this helped today.
1: Yeah. God is not going to leave his will as a mystery to you. But often we struggle with it because the 90% has not been our focus. And we just want to, we just want these quick answers from him. Mm-hmm. We want this lightning bolt, like, Go and do this. We want that Paul on the road to Damascus thing. Well, you know, if I'm walking close with him, he's probably already revealing into my life. So live the 90 Mm -hmm. and the 10 will become more and more clear.